0: The next morning I woke up, and again, I don't recall who called my mom, but she came in and was like, she's gone.
1: Hi, my name is Daniel, and this is another episode of The Death of My and today I talked to my friend Jackie, who I've known since middle school, so a long time, and um, her story and who she lost as a friend um, a long time ago. Uh, when they were about 13 and you know this this conversation is pretty cool um because a little bit later you hear her call her mom and they actually talk about um the grief and the death of a friend and how her mom went through it too and it was the first time we talked about it and it is uh, quite amazing to hear Um, it happened firsthand so i really hope you enjoy bye hi it's your dad just calling to say hi Check it out and see how you're doing. I hope all is well.
2: everything's pretty much the same here. I'm doing okay.
3: I love you.
1: Hi.
0: Hey. How's it going? a little nervous.
1: Don't be nervous, it's fine. <laughs> What's your name?
0: My name's Jackie Urmian. Who are you? I am 27. Yeah. I live in San Diego. I've known you since we were in middle school.
1: It's crazy, long time.
0: A lot of shit has happened. Yeah. A lot of good shit, a lot of bad shit. Yeah. Uh, I'm a business owner. Mm-hmm i'm a granddaughter and a friend and a girlfriend
1: i love it it's almost like your tombstone (laughs) i'm survived by two and i made it
0: yeah (laughs) i'm here bitches
1: here we are (laughs) who died
0: wow all right we're good we're doing it um one of my Very good friends, if not what I would have considered my best friend, died when we were 13. And her name was Leslie Carrion. How did it happen? So that's a great starting off point. We were actually, you and I were talking about this earlier today, how you block or how I have blocked out a lot of my memory from like. A certain span of years which I know why you know why and it's mostly because of trauma mm-hmm. and I think that I made this like inaccessible yeah. because when when a new boyfriend or a friend or whoever asked me that question I'm always this is exactly I answer I say I think she died from a heart problem or an asthma attack Like I literally don't know the exact medical reason, mostly because we were 13, but also because I think I block it out.
1: Right. But when you're 13, so that was almost 15 years ago now, which is actually so crazy. If you just like close your eyes and take yourself back to 15 years ago, we're in eighth grade, seventh grade, middle school. Yeah. One of those. I think it was in November that she passed because I remember her too. Yep. Um, it's weird that I know that, but do.
0: But it shows how like Impact. traumatic this sure. was and impactful totally. for everybody, yeah. whether you were friends with her or not.
1: Yeah. Do you remember your initial thoughts? If you can kind of just go back, like what your initial thoughts and feelings were when like that sudden death
0: happened. Hundred percent. Great. Like what? I could paint the picture. Yeah. Tell us immediately. So, luckily for me, sarcasm. We were in an argument when this happened. Hmm. I couldn't tell you what the hell it was, but I know we were in an argument. And we had a group of friends that we shared. And during that time span, I don't remember how many days into our argument or TIFF it was, but she was taken into the hospital. Like we all knew she had a breathing problem and she had to she had severe asthma and was on a breathing machine and um she i think that at that point we just knew that she it was asthma related Mm -hmm. and i vividly remember being at danielle's house who was my very best friend at that time and she was like listen i know you guys are in an argument but like this is bad like i don't think she's gonna make it and i remember her saying that and me being like appalled like what are you talking about like you're so dramatic like she's fine i remember i literally said she will be fine this is fine. Like yeah. she just has asthma. And she's like, no, you don't understand. Like, I think this is really bad. And I think her and I bickered or something and went to bed. And then I don't remember how long it was in between that conversation and this next memory, but I have a memory of me being at home. I was in my room. I had like my door locked. Cause I was 13 at the time. And I was like an asshole <laughs> And my mom had like knocked on my door and I said, like, go away or something. And she was like, no, I'm serious. You need to let me. I need to talk to you. And I was like, I immediately opened the door and I was like, what? Like super bitchy. And she's like, you need to sit down. I was like, what do you want from me right now? Like I was being super mean to my mom. And she was like, stop, sit down. And I was like, okay, what? And she's like, so-and-so just called And Leslie's not going to make it through the night. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I was hysterical. And I was like in that same headspace where Danielle and I were. And I was like, this is silly. Like, what the hell are you on about? This Mm -hmm. doesn't make sense. And then I was just like inconsolable because I, the grief of like being in this argument and knowing that Danielle told me that and I didn't listen and like, Being so caught off guard and being number one, just like 13 and not understanding what that even means when Mm -hmm. someone says that to you. And I vividly remember my grandparents coming over and we were sitting on the sofa downstairs and I was just sobbing. Like I just could not wrap my head around what everyone was talking about. Like I just mostly because I didn't realize from the beginning how serious it was and also because I just didn't. Like, I didn't know that such a thing could kill someone. Yeah. Right? So, I will also always remember that my grandpa kind of, like, grabbed me and was like, listen, like, I know this sounds crazy, but I believe that, like, if you put all your energy into something, like, you can make a difference. Like, you need Mm. to calm the fuck down and, like, breathe and just, like, really will her to, like, be strong and be okay like Mm. she's gonna be okay like you just have to believe like you can't sit here and cry like you've got to pull it together and like be there for your friend and I was like so desperate because I just didn't I had no warning like again at this point before that moment I literally just thought that like my friend that was in an argument had a minor thing and that everyone was trying to guilt me and was Mm -hmm. like out to get me yeah and that's why they were trying to make me feel bad because that's You're so dumb when you're 13. And the next morning I woke up and again, I don't recall who called my mom, but she came in and was like, she's gone. I knew Leslie because we were, we went to middle school together during the summer before seventh grade. We were in a cheerleading team together Mm -hmm. and we happened to already have a cheerleading meeting or, or practice the day that she died and so I again like I fell to the ground my mom told me that I didn't understand like I was still so not in the mindset to accept that Mm -hmm. I remember going to bed the night before and just like believing what my grandpa said and like wishing it wouldn't be true and I vaguely remember like holding something and like wishing on it and I think it was like something that we had as a cheerleading team Hmm. like a memento or something and I had this like Ikea bed frame and it had a a ledge as the as the headboard and I put it there and I just like all these weird memories that are a member of those moments because I was so like malleable as a 13 year old that I just again like someone told me something I didn't believe it and that was my reality and then Mm -hmm. someone told me I could wish something to be true and that was my new reality like I just I was too malleable to believe whatever someone told me I was too desperate to like understand what the fuck was happening and so I remember very distinctly trying to get ready for practice and just crying nonstop, and like not being able to do my makeup I don't know why I was wearing makeup (laughs) when I was 13 but I could not keep my makeup on and then I remember Driving in the car with my mom and she was holding my hand and like we didn't hold hands or do anything affectionate. So I very vividly remember that. Mm. I remember parking in the parking lot of the school we used to practice at. And I got out of the car and I saw our junior coach and I said like, I miss Leslie and I was crying and she said, oh, don't worry, she'll be back soon and didn't i realized she didn't know and that she thought that she was still in the hospital and then i looked at her and i said like she, she's gone and then my i don't n- remember what my mom did but i honestly don't remember what her reaction was i just remember walking into the practice room and realizing that no one knew and There's, everyone, it's
1: a, yeah that's the only reason why people were still there everyone yeah. was
0: still talking and I remember just like walking in, I had tunnel vision and everyone was like, la, 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 like sitting in their own groups. And yeah. I was just like angry. I became angry and I was For like, sure. fuck you guys. Like, yeah.
1: how can you be happy?
0: Why am I here? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Like, and then I remember my coach, our main coach announcing it to everyone. And I remember everyone looking at me because I was like her closest friend on the team. Sure. And I just like lost my shit. And yeah. I'd... I don't remember what happened after that. I think I think we sat for a minute and hugged and then I think we left. And then I don't remember if it was that day or the next day, but my be- my best friend and I from the cheerleading team, her name is Katie. We were all three best friends because we all were on the same cheer squad. We went to the hospital and we s- she was on life support or Mm -hmm. I guess it's not life support once you've already passed, but she was on a ventilator because she was donating her organs. Mm -hmm. And my mom, before I left was like, I will drop you at Katie's house, but are you sure you want to do this? Mm -hmm. Are you sure you want to go see your friend when she's already passed away? And I was like, yes. Like, are you insane? Of course I do. Katie's going, I need to go. I need, Uh, of course. And I remember driving in the car with her dad, He had a big, like, Katie's dad. Katie's dad, Mm -hmm. a big Ford SUV of some kind. I don't think we talked the whole way there. We parked, we were walking up to the hospital unit. And, like, as you know, as my friend, I hate hospitals. So I was Mm -hmm. a little, like, on edge. Mm -hmm. A year before that, I had my appendix taken out. So I was like, dude, fuck hospitals. (laughs) Like, I hate this place. We checked in, we put guest visitor badges on. And she was in one of those rooms that had like the sliding glass doors and she was breathing because she was on a breathing machine, but her eyes were closed and I was terrified. Like I just could not process it. I was 13. Like I didn't understand what I was looking at. And then she went first and grabbed her hand and I think she was talking to her or something. I just remember she touched her. And my immediate thought was like, I can't go near her. Like, what the fuck? Like, mm-hmm. this is, Too I was much. terrified. I was yeah. in the corner. I, w- I don't think I was crying. I know that I was crying before, but I don't think I was crying during that time because I was so shocked and couldn't understand. Mm-hmm. And then I think I remember her like kind of nudging me, like, go ahead, hold her hand. And her hand was like, felt like a plastic doll. Like it was like pumped with air. But like weird. It didn't feel normal. And mm-hmm. I was terrified. And I don't remember if I talked to her or not. I don't remember if we were there long. But I remember walking out of the hospital and then I was like very upset. Yeah. I went home. I don't remember what that exact process was that day. And again, I don't remember if that was the same day she died. Maybe it was. I think. I don't think they keep you very long. Mm-hmm. Um, But I just remember feeling like very alone And very confused because it seemed like everyone around me was expecting this outcome except for me. Yeah. And I don't know if that's because I was young and mad or I didn't understand or whatever. And the craziest part of all this is that her and I both had asthma. Hmm. And during cheerleading practice, when we would do cardio, like running around whatever place we were practicing at, her and I would both be the only two sitting out because we had asthma and we couldn't run. Mm. And so in my head, we were like at the same level. And I knew she had a breathing machine at home and I saw her use the breathing treatment, but I don't think I ever knew how bad it really was. Mm. And that's why it was so hard for me to understand because technically to this day, I have asthma, Mm -hmm. but am I on an inhaler? No. Am I on a breathing machine? No.
1: It's, I mean, it's great. I can't, I'm, you know, 26 and my dad died. And it's like, I can't process it. I mean, I'm trying, but death is weird. Like we're not, I mean, we are supposed to go through it, but I think our culture and society is not, we're not set up for it. We're not set up to watch this happen and have our people around us die like this, especially at such a young age. I remember in second or third grade, there's a girl died in like second or third grade. And that was my first, whatever, of death experience. But yeah, but I couldn't. It just, you don't feel it till you feel it. You know what I mean? Like until it's someone oh, that has impacted you. It hit me you.
0: like a tidal wave. Yeah. And like some people, when I talk to them about it, they they ask me if I wish I never went to see her. And no, like I'm glad I did. Yeah. But sometimes I wonder like the specific spur of the moment decisions I made during that time, like which one of those decisions actually made the trauma that I now deal with. Sure. And like, there's no way I could have known that. And I still don't know that. But I often think about like, when we talk about grief in in specific, or when someone asks me, because I have a very big tattoo, it's like a memoriam of her. When they ask me about her or what it meant to me or whatever, I still don't exactly know if it was the fact that I lost someone so young, or Mm -hmm. the fact that I saw a dead body so young, or the fact that it was my friend who was there one day and not the net. Like, I don't know.
1: Yeah. Or it could be all of it. And, Oh, I'm sure
0: combined it's fucked up. Yeah. Like no one could come out of that and not be fucked up. I'm fucked up. Yeah. But, (laughs) but I don't like, I don't know if you took out one piece of the equation, if it would have made a drastic difference, because I think in a way I had to see it for my own eyes.
1: Yeah. To believe it, to have it. Yeah. yeah, Like,
0: And I will never forget, like, I can't even explain the, like, how her hand felt, but it just wasn't, like, human, you know? And it's just, I wouldn't say that that's what keeps me up at night. Like, I don't think I have nightmares about, like, holding a dead person's hand, but I do have trauma about abandonment Hmm. that, like, is a very blanket issue. Yeah. Which I think would still be there had I not gone. But, like... On the flip side, my friend Katie would have gone by herself and not had, not that me and her talk about it now. Mm-hmm. We're not close. We don't, I mean, we follow each other on social media like most of us do, but it's not that we share that connection. I think it's just that, like, I did what I felt right at the time and I don't regret that.
1: Yeah, you shouldn't. I mean, it, you'll have that memory forever. Yeah. Did you go to therapy after?
0: You know, and this is again, like, I don't, I have such a hard time remembering my memory from that point of my life. And I think like you pointed out earlier today when we were having a personal conversation, I don't know if that's my brain or body's way of like protecting myself. sure. I know that I went to therapy and I, I know that I went in my like early twenties for other things also because I knew I had past trauma. Yeah. I don't remember if I went right after that.
1: Yeah. I, I get that too. Cause just thinking about my, per- myself personally, I could tell you everything that happened when I got the phone call, like I could paint the whole day. Like it
0: was yesterday. Yep.
1: But the rest of the days after that, no idea.
0: And you know, what's funny is until this point, I've never thought about asking my mom hmm. and like I have a very strained relationship with my mom, but I know she'd be happy to share it with me. And it would just be interesting to call her and hear her recollection or of her it. Her whole perspective. Her perspective. On because the whole we've thing. never talked about yeah. it. And over the years, even though our relationship has been weird, on the anniversary of Leslie's death, I will sometimes text her and say, you know, can you believe it's been 10 years? Can mm-hmm. you believe it's been 12 years? Can you believe? And she'll kind of respond me knowing her in a way that is empathetic, Mm -hmm. which we have a hard time with connecting because our relationship is strained. But she went, the reality is she went through that with me. Yep. Like whether she did a good job of supporting me or not, she saw that Mm -hmm. she knew who Leslie was Mm -hmm. like, and I think it hurts her too. Like, but the shitty part is that I'm not close enough with her to share that with her. Like, I remember things to detail, like, again, At that time, I had a strained relationship with my dad because my parents were separated or divorced or whatever. And he sent me an email and I remember it being really cold and saying, I'm sorry that you lost your friend. Like, I'm here for you. And Mm. I was mad about that email. And it's like, probably still how I would react today. When things happen to me, I'm like, you don't understand. Like, it's not a good enough answer or response. Like, nothing anyone could say helps. So... I still understand why I responded that way, but I remember even telling my mom, like tattletaling on him or something, being like, dad had the audacity to send me an email. (laughs) Like, but I think the people around me felt it just like me because they were like, what the fuck? Like you guys are 13.
1: That shouldn't happen to 13. What the fuck? And I
0: think again, like I didn't know any difference. So I had no idea how crazy it really was. Like in my world, of course it was crazy, but also in my world, losing a, a cheerleading like competition was the end of my world (laughs) you know (laughs) so i i just looking back it's i feel a little bad that i was so hard on my parents about it Hmm. because i'm sure to this day my mom carries that weight too or my dad or or maybe they're scared to ask me about it because Mm -hmm. they've never asked me either yeah we never talk about it
1: yeah what are going to now
0: I would call her on the speakerphone if you're down.
1: Yeah, you can.
0: Because to be honest, I never thought about asking, but there's so much I don't know, mm. and there's so many things I could do to heal those things. I yeah. could, I could DM Katie. Yeah, and see and from say, her perspective. do you remember what happened, yeah. or what day was that that we went to see her, yeah. or like what was her cause of yeah. death? Like, because when you're in your own bubble, like. You just shut it out and whatever you remember is what your new reality is. Yeah,
1: and that's it. I'd
0: love to know what really happened or if my recollection is correct.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean.
0: It would hurt just as bad, but I'd love to know. Hi, boo. Hi, mom. How are you doing? First of all, I'm fine. I didn't mean to scare you. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> Do you have a moment?
3: Yes, darling, of course.
0: Okay. I don't really remember like what her cause of death was. Right. And I also like would be interested to know what your point of view was like the day you told me, like or what you remember about it.
3: So, let's let's remember now. So, so she died, but what happened was she had an asthma attack mm-hmm. um, I think they tried to do the inhaler um, they called the paramedics but I think they didn't do CPR and it was the problem so by the time they got to her they brought her back but it was too late her brain was dead she'd been without oxygen for too long so she did survive, kind of, you know what I mean?
0: But she was in but, a coma. Now that you say that, I remember she was in a coma.
3: Well, she was she was brain dead. She was on the machine. Because that's what they do. They put you on the machine to see if, um, you know, to, to, and then they test you, like they test your brain weight and stuff mm-hmm. to see if there's any activity. And then they can tell you, you know, that basically they're dead. It's just the life support that's keeping them alive.
0: And, like... So here's what I remember. This is what I said previously. I remember her and I were in an argument when this happened. And I remember that when you came to my room, you like, my door was locked or something. And you like knocked on my door and were like, you need to sit down. And I was like, what? Like being annoyed. Like, what do you want? And you're like, listen, you need to sit down. And then I think you told me, like, so-and-so said they're not going to make, she's not going to make it through the night. Who told you that? Who called you?
3: Now, I think what happened was, let me think, it was um, Amy, maybe.
0: The coach, Amy?
3: Yes. But I remember you being very upset because you said you were mean to her.
0: And I remember that I was, like, inconsolable to the point where you called <gasps> nanny and granddad
3: yes yeah
0: and then i remember uh, weirdly the next
3: day we went to cheer practice or maybe later that day and then amy told everybody everyone here
0: and no one knew and i didn't realize no one knew until do you remember we got out of the car and shannon i said to shannon like i miss her and she said oh she'll be back don't worry yeah do you remember that
3: Yeah, I remember that, because I I think it was only me and Amy that knew
0: then. Yeah, and then I said, no, Shannon, she's not going to be back. She's gone. And then we cried in the parking lot, and then we went inside, and Amy announced it, and then did we go home? So that was the next day that we announced it to everyone? Because I went to see (laughs) Um, Leslie, and I don't remember if that was the same day or the next day.
3: Well, they kept it alive for a couple of days, because... What, what happens in those situations is basically her mom and dad had to tell them to, to turn up life support. So they kept her alive for a couple of days because, I mean, whatever they tell you, that's your child. You're not immediately going to say, oh, turn it off. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, you, you'd like pray for a miracle and it's got to like sink in what happened. Yeah. So they, they, they did keep her alive for a few days. And I, I remember that you went and um, you said it like she just looked like she was sleeping
0: I remember you telling me not to go or that I should think about going or something yes
3: I didn't want you to go because I thought it would upset you more but actually I don't think it did
0: yeah that's what I was saying I think that I was so young and that I could not wrap, wrap my head around it and like the only way I could have possibly understood was to see it right and it but, wasn't like she but, got but, her head bashed but in or something. it
3: over, like, one day. They kept her alive for a, a two or three days.
0: Yeah.
3: It wasn't, like, immediately that they turned it off. Yeah. Because, they, you know, they have to get permission, and then they did have to decide whether they want to donate the organs and all of that stuff. And then, of course, they, they still want to do text, especially when it's a young person.
0: I think what's, what's interesting to me is that I remember only specific things and I don't, I don't remember like, like the most important details, like what was her cause of death? And like,
3: no, I'm like that with my dad dying. I don't remember. I remember the the moment he died and I remember little bits of his funeral, but there's big things that I don't remember.
0: Yeah. And I remember, normal. I remember her funeral. And I remember, like, I don't know. I just remember, like, you, us driving to practice, and I was sad, obviously. And I remember, I just, I don't know. It's weird. It's, like, patchy. It's a weird patchy memory. Yeah,
3: yeah that's normal, I think, because I have that,
0: too. I know how I felt because it was my friend. But, like, did you feel as caught off guard as I felt? Or, like, how did you feel? Because you oh, knew her. Terrible.
3: Yeah, it was terrible for everybody that, you know, somebody so young went like that. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't think we ever really knew who was in the house with her, like whether her mom was there or whether it was just her sister. Um, but I think she collapsed with the asthma. And then, like I said, when the paramed- it takes the paramedics a while to get there. Yeah. You know, and they did CPR and brought her back, but her brain had been without oxygen for too long.
0: It's just interesting because we've never talked about it, and I've never, like, asked someone else's perspective.
3: Yeah, yeah, no, we terrible for, you know, for you and, and everybody. I mean, remember we used to pick her up and take her to practice?
0: and Yeah, she was one of my best yeah. friends.
3: Yeah, yeah, it was just, it was
0: just... Did you know or do you remember that they donated her heart? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember any other organ donation, but I remember a little girl got her
3: heart. I think I think they donated a lot of a lot of organs.
0: Yeah.
3: And I remember when you when you you know you did the cheerleading competition.
0: hmm
3: And her dad, well, remember you left that space for her.
0: Yeah.
3: And then her dad was sitting in the front by himself, and I went and sat with him and held his hand.
0: I remember being in a stadium and like the whole stadium stood up because that was our first thing about yes, Yeah, that her. was that
3: same time. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. And we all cried. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. No, it was just awful, but it was just like the worst nightmare. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think to this day anybody really understands why, because like I say that's not a usual thing. Even if you have pretty bad asthma, generally you can control it.
0: Yeah. Well, thank yeah, you for sharing.
3: Of course, darling, anytime. Okay, darling, I love
0: you. Love you too. Okay, baby. Okay, bye. bye. That was interesting. Yeah. So, essentially, my memory is pretty correct.
1: Yeah. How does that make you feel?
0: Not as crazy. It's good.
1: Unless you're both.
0: Crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know that we both are crazy. But it's interesting because I I guess I was hoping for someone to say, actually, this is what happened. Right. But it's not.
1: Yeah. I mean I feel like she has pretty good insight. She seems like she remembers like it was yesterday too. It's been fifteen years.
0: I think it was pretty traumatic. Yeah. yeah. And what's interesting is everyone in my family has had trauma, but we usually are separate. Mm. And that was like the one thing. That my mom and I shared. Yeah. Like it was awful. Yeah. And we did it together. Right. Even if she sucked at it or shouldn't say the right thing, like we, anytime I think of that experience, I think of my mom mm. too. Like it wasn't just me. It was also my mom. It's
1: like a little beauty in the pain that you guys had it together.
0: Yeah. But what's weird is that we, that's the first time we've ever talked about what actually happened. Yeah. We'll talk about the anniversary. She'll say, oh, that's so sweet or something. Mm. Because at the end of the day, I know that she knew who she was and she remembers and yeah. went through it similar to me. But we've never actually talked about that day.
1: Mm. It's crazy. Yeah. Fourteen and a half years
0: later. It took that long. Here we are. To just say like, hey, what do you remember? Yeah. yeah. But
1: I mean, if you don't think about talking about it, it's like, why would you? You know what I mean? It's not.
0: Well... Yes and no, because for me, it's been a big part of who I am. Mm. It's a huge part of who I am. It's taught me, like, to be more conscious of how you treat people mm. or or where you leave conversations. And, like, try to resolve stupid arguments or serious arguments and just, like, how quickly shit can change, like, mm. severely change. Yeah in a blink of an eye yeah i could leave here we could argue and that could be the last time i see you yeah and that's real life real life yeah
1: i this is a little off subject but the idea of that i'll never forget i was like it was right out of high school a friend came over and she was going to drive home and i was supposed to go home with her and like back to her house and her car and i literally decided at the last minute not to go And she was driving home and she flipped her car and the passenger side where I would have been sat was smashed all the way up to where she was. Like I would have been done for. And it's just so crazy to think how like
0: in a split second
1: second, everything could change. I mean, it was like my dad. He slipped and hit his head. Right. See ya.
0: And it's something that I don't think anyone should live their day-to-day or minute-to-minute or hour-to-hour by because that's just morbid. But like it forces you to think about – who you are mm-hmm. what's important to you who's important to you mm-hmm. and to make sure they know that because i think even my mom what's crazy is she remembers me saying like i was so mean to her mm-hmm. because we were in an argument and i still hold that today like we were in an argument did she know like was her last memory of us as our friendship that i was mad at her mm-hmm over, I don't even remember what, like, yeah. over something stupid that 13-year-olds yeah. argue over, like, or did she know that to this day would always think of her and, like, remember her and have a tattoo for her and talk about her on a podcast yeah. 15 years later and, you know?
1: Yeah. It's
0: Just, crazy. that's the stuff that haunts me.
1: It's crazy. Because it's real.
0: And it's, like, things allowed- I'll, I'll never know.
1: Right. And whether it's okay or not okay it doesn't matter like it's there right yeah Yeah.
0: and no one there's nothing someone could say to fix it which is what i think is what grief is a thing that people cannot fix for you you cannot fix for you but you find a way sure to function with it because it's with you like it's not gonna go away i'm an adult now i have my adult life now I don't cheerlead anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't do things that would technically remind me of her, but I still think of her and that's grief.
1: Yeah. Do you believe in God or afterlife or where do you think, what happens when we die?
0: I'm not a religious person. Mm -hmm. I would say I gave religion a chance growing up Mm -hmm. and before and after this happened with her death. And I've never felt necessarily moved or moved by religion or that I even believe what they preach when I am when I go to church. Mm-hmm. Um, my personal belief is I don't know if there's a God. I'm not saying there's not or there is. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there is something mm. after we die, and I don't know what it is, but if there's not, I'm okay with that yeah i don't think i need her spirit to be around to make me heal Mm -hmm. but i've had experiences that make me think there is something and it helps a little (laughs) it makes me feel like a little warranted that i still think about her because sometimes i think i'm crazy like would she even remember who i am if she was still alive Like if she was still alive and we were past our high school and school years, would she, would we even be friends? Like, why am I, I'm, I'm spending my time on this person. And like, if she lived, would we still be friends? Sure, That's the stuff that like rattles my brain. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's a great question. And I think, you know, there's, if one person is listening to this, that lost a friend in high school too, or middle school and like elementary school, whenever. And just because you weren't, blood or just because you weren't the best like hip to hip it's like but you can still be so impacted by someone's grief and by sorry by someone's death that is a friend And like i feel like friends are so valuable they you you learn and grow together i mean that's a whole separate thing is to talk about friends because i think it's so important you know i mean it's especially at 13 yeah i mean you're trying to figure you're becoming especially what
0: i went through at 13 who i was with my family personal struggles Mm -hmm. my friends were everything and i think that year especially was when i started to realize that and to be honest like that her death was like the catalyst to me being close to my grandparents Mm -hmm. like the day that they came over the night that that phone call happened about her not making it through the night and the night my mom decided to call them was probably and it would have been an interesting question to ask her was probably the night that my mom realized they could calm me down Hmm. and the night that I realized I needed my grandparents and since that day we are closer than I am with my parents
1: Hmm. if someone's listening and they just lost a friend what is something you would want to tell them
0: i guess that they're warranted in feeling how they're feeling yeah like whether it was on whether the moment that happened was on good terms or bad terms like that was your like that's your friend you are you, whether you were acquaintances you knew them from class you were yeah. best friends you were related like whatever it is don't guilt yourself more about what your relationship was or pick it apart just accept like wholeheartedly that like you feel grief because you cared about them Mm -hmm. i think i spent too much time and i still do analyzing whether i'm even warranted to still care like did she only consider me an acquaintance not a best friend like why am i thinking about that The, Mm -hmm. the the bottom line is that i cared about this person and years and years and years later i haven't even spoken to her and I still take time to talk about her and think about her and, and go leave flowers. Like I just, I wish I would have spent more time embracing and remembering her memory yeah. and not questioning so many things, right. which I don't think, I don't think anyone's going to hear this and change that pattern. That's just what grief does. Yeah. First you feel guilty. Then you question everything you've ever done. Sure. Then you are sad. Then you're mad. Then you're sad again. Like, it's just, it's crazy. Yeah. So crazy roller coaster
1: we're meant to do this together and like you know for thousands and thousands of bajillions of years like people were around death all the time right like you grew up your grandparents in the house they would die you had farm animals they would die like you're around it and, and but you had people surrounding you that you're all doing it together now it's like you know so and so dies it's like we put on this mask like everything's fine everything you know we'll be fine this is you know get through it and it's like that's not it um and I'm just glad that you acknowledge it and you know, you, what you've done is you've taken your grief and you've turned it into, you said like your story, this is part of who you are. It's your DNA. And now you're able to help and encourage people listening. Like, and just in day-to-day life, like you get it. You, you know what grief is and you know that, uh, being sad sucks and being alone sucks. So like, what can we do to change it? Right.
0: And it's just even that, that part of saying like, yeah, this is fucked up. Yeah, this is inconsolable. Like, I know nothing I say is gonna help you. Like, just not having that weird fake barrier. Yeah, you know,
1: like I'm so sorry.
0: Like you're you're allowed to. Well, and you can say that, but it's so hard when you're in it because you feel. Are you even warranted to be this sad? Sure. And like. When everyone else is pretending to put on the happy face and it's all good and everyone's happy, you start to blame yourself because Mm -hmm. that's the headspace you're in. And if you just have someone that's like, no, this is bad. Like you lost your father figure. This is detrimental. Mm -hmm. You're allowed to be sad for however long you need to be sad.
1: Yeah.
0: And I'm going to hang out and whenever you want to talk, or maybe every once in a while I'll ask you if you're okay. Like I'm not leaving. You know, I just wish someone would have like grabbed me by the shoulders and been like, this is going to be okay. You know, but I didn't have that. It Mm -hmm. was like sad for a while and then poof never happened. Yeah. And it's been this like backpack that I carry. Do you feel like,
1: do you feel like now you're able to be that person for other people?
0: Yes and no. It's interesting because I I very much understand the benefit of having someone like do the right thing and ask, but I'm also so deep in my rabbit hole of like, push it down. Don't talk about it. Don't, don't acknowledge it. This is not happening that I know that if I talk to someone else about it, mm. it's all going to come up, you know? Yeah. So it's like a, it's. It's almost like it's been too long of me handling it the wrong way. That if I dare step foot in the same realm yeah. of that, I will unleash like all these things. And truthfully, like I'm good where I'm at. Like I'm I would consider myself happy. I would consider myself sable. Um But I know that I have other parts of me that are not. Mm. And I accept that. And I accept that sometimes it will never come out. Sometimes I'll be triggered by things, weird things, or things I knew would be associated or whatever it is. And I just, as it happens, I accept it. Mm. And hopefully, if it happens, the people that I care about or that care about me already can kind of tell why, because I've already shared this part of me. Yeah. That's, I think, the key. It doesn't have to be right away or on the first date. You don't have to walk out to people and say, hi, I lost my best friend when I was 13. I'm fucked up. (laughs) But maybe when you talk about your past relationships and why they failed, like for me, I have what I would consider like severe abandonment issues. Hmm. Stems from my parents, sure, but stems from losing my best friend at 13. Mm -hmm. Stems from realizing that, at any time, any moment, anywhere, anyone can poof disappear mm-hmm. forever, and you're gone, mm-hmm. and you're alone. That's it. Unfixable. Like, and and that's become who I am. I am like that. I that is how I fear about my relationships, my friendships, my boyfriends. You know, like
1: you feel like you keep them now at like an arm's distance just because you don't want to get too.
0: No. I wouldn't say that I make an effort to not be close to people, Mm. but the second I realize we could break up or my friend is moving or something's changing our relationship, I automatically go to like, Holy fuck. I'm alone. It's happening. I'm alone. Like they're gone. They're gone forever. And I'm just immediately in this like black hole of like I'm by myself, which Mm -hmm. is so unrealistic because I know that even if all my friends left me, I've got my grandparents. Even if my grandparents pass away, I've got my dad. Like yep. I know I have something, but it's this weird like trained thought process yep. of like they're gone, you're fucked. <laughs> you're on your own. Like you have one or and you're in <laughs> and the ocean with huge waves yeah. like good luck, you know. <laughs> it's just I don't I don't know. It's a weird triggering process. Yeah. Cuz in reality when she passed away, I would say I had a strained relationship with my parents, but I wasn't I had no idea what I was in for with them. Hmm. I still had my parents. Yeah. It wasn't as bad as it was going to be in yeah. my adult life. Right. So I don't know why I took it that way, but I, like I said, like anything that happens to me regarding a friendship ending or a relationship ending or a fight or something, I go right back to square one.
1: Hmm. Thank you so much for doing this, though.
0: Thanks for inviting me. It's crazy how this worked out.
1: Yeah. Well, I hope it's like helpful for, you know, it's helpful for me to hear. It's helpful. I hope it's helpful for you to talk about and that. that so, for like one person, is listening that you know they they either can help their friends or it helps them or it just it
0: just helps well let's just recap too is that you knew me when leslie passed away mm-hmm. and i vividly remember you being one of my only friends that supported me mm-hmm. you always talked about her with me it mm-hmm. wasn't like an off-topic subject mm-hmm. and i didn't find it annoying i found it like it It wasn't taboo to bring her up. Mm -hmm. Like, we can talk about her. It's all good. And, like, you would bring her up and you would bring her up in positive ways. And I, Viv, I don't know if you remember, but like, I had a song that reminded me of her. Mm -hmm. You would play it with me. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. And, like,
0: yeah. And you weren't afraid. Like, it wasn't weird weird. for you to play it. Yeah. Like, you weren't afraid of making me sad. Or, Mm -hmm. like, you were just like, yeah, here's that one song. Like, it just, I just, will always remember that like you were my friend that just like understood Hmm. like we can talk about her without crying we can talk about it being negative right you know like and so it's interesting that full circle like you are the person talking about it because whether you remember it or not like you were the like perfect example of a friend Hmm. how to support another friend like i don't think you were consciously doing it it's just no. who you are as a person like sure. you just you you knew it wasn't bad to talk about her
1: hmm. it's a nice thing to say you know so like idea.
0: I just you were one of my only friends I'm not kidding like you were one of my only friends that didn't like try to not bring her up yeah. out of fear of making me sad like you brought her up in a way that would be like remember Leslie and you said she did this thing and like we would laugh about her or be happy like it just like mm. you You maintained my memory of her being alive, not my memory of her, like, passed away. Yeah. So when I look back, that means to me that, like, my memories of her are are those times, not that three, four days or God knows how long that was of when it actually happened. Like, the bulk of my memories are the good times and mostly because you, as my good friend, like, shaped those times crazy and it's weird but like again had we not had this podcast i would have never told you that right or we wouldn't have talked about it because like why would i dm you and tell <laughs> you that you know yeah. but you like remember earlier today when i asked you if you remember about going to the fair yeah do you remember that song came on
1: on the ride
0: on a ride yeah
1: that's so weird. And I we, didn't until like And now. we
0: looked at each other and you're like, it's the song.
1: Yeah. And I, was I like, do it, remember it that. It is
0: the song. And I don't remember if I cried or not, but we just had that moment of like, wow. Yeah. Like it's playing because she's like- It was she, like she's here. She's here or something. Yeah. But it wasn't weird. sad. Yeah. It was like you'd- And again, like you said, you weren't good friends with her, mm-hmm. but you felt my grief because we were good friends. Uh-huh. And you- just by being real Mm -hmm. instead of for example you could have heard that song and been like jackie don't cry yeah it's positive she's here you're like wow like just like me you we heard it and we both were like holy shit like the song's playing and we're on this ride and like we're both together and we know what this song means and it's on and we didn't put it on like this is crazy like we just and then we didn't have to say anymore we just like shared that moment. Yeah. And knew what it meant, but it wasn't negative or positive. It just was. Yeah.
1: That's so crazy. I totally forgot until all this right now.
0: I think about that moment all the time. Like all the time.
1: Who know? <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks. That's you. nice. That makes you're a me good friend. Nice. I appreciate it. You're a good friend. No, you're thanks for coming on
0: thanks for having
1: me love you bye that was so crazy yeah like i no joke not even just for this like there was no pre-plan or anything but she like genuinely had never talked to her mom about it Mm. and then decided while we were recording that she wanted to call her mom yeah so she just sent her a quick text saying hey can I call you real quick? And mm-hmm. are you like available? And she said, yeah. And then they let it all happen on the
2: podcast. Yeah.
1: What did you think?
2: It was great. <clears throat> Excuse me. She has great speaking skills. And what? <laughs>
1: how how was the...
2: Conversation yeah, with her mom? Y-
1: no, everything. The whole thing.
2: Oh. <laughs> Sorry, my throat's like dry. Um... Yeah, I think it was really interesting. I think it was really interesting and it just made me kind of think more. Like, I don't know, she just brought up like good points about like what grief actually is. And then just throughout her experience, I feel like it was more unique because she was so young. And then just like the questions that she like asked herself, I was like asking that to myself even though like i didn't go through the situation you know what i mean um so yeah it was just crazy because like yes when you're 13 and you lose someone like that's super traumatic but i also feel like regardless of regardless of what age you are it's going to be traumatic no matter what so like i don't really think age defines that so much yeah but i'm sure like it has a little bit to do with it as well Um, but then I also made me question because like I know when you were younger like you lost people too so like when you were talking to Jackie did that come up for you?
1: Yeah, um, I, who are you referring to?
2: I don't know, like, specifically, but yeah. I know that you have witnessed death and, like, yeah. just people close to you when you were younger. Yeah,
1: I've seen people, like, I've seen a lot of dead bodies, and uh, there was someone that was in my elementary school that I mentioned. I don't know if I kept that in there or not. There was oh, yeah. someone in my elementary school that I mentioned that I, you know, I had a class with her, and, and, that, and I have this very strong memory with her um, before she died of us uh, eating chicken teriyaki and rice. And that's something I'll just never forget at the, you know, at the lunch tables. Um,
2: but it did like talking to her about that specific age, like being younger. Like, did that bring up anything for you or no, not really?
1: Not really. There was something that rocked me though. And while editing the podcast, I almost like skipped through it. Like I didn't want to hear it again.
2: Do you remember what it was? I
1: do. It was... Um, when she was talking about when she went and visited her friend in the hospital, and how she like felt her hand, mm. and how it felt different, and how she's just there looking at this body hooked up to all these machines, like yeah. that was literally me and my dad, and mm. like holding his hand, and and that made me feel, I don't know, I feel like that was the first time doing these where I'm just like okay okay you know what i mean like yeah, that's like touch- it was like really real yeah yeah and like that's touching into like i don't i don't know it was just very realistic and it was very i put myself there
2: yeah like i felt like this storyline not that it's a storyline but like you know just the way that it worked out with her friend dying like where it was she was in the hospital they kept her alive for a few days on the machines yeah. or whatever and then like the family had to make the decisions and then like go say bye family and friends like that whole experience like i felt like that was very like on the same wavelength of what happened with your dad yeah so that was pretty crazy because yeah. it's like a whole different time and place 15 and years ago yeah
1: and it's the same thing and yeah You know, and it just kind of shows too that here we have someone that went through because she lost her friend, but the friend that she lost, like her family's grieving, like siblings, her, you know, her other friends. It's just crazy how much of an impact we have on the people around us. What do you mean? Like, I, like Jackie, who has been rocked by this changed her life forever yeah. like the loss of her friend right i haven't lost someone that close to me as a friend yet right but it just shows that like when some like let's say so her friend that did die like she you know she has parents and a sister yeah. and other friends and it's just like it really affects everyone totally. but you no matter how you are in relation even like you're gonna be affected by the death of someone Mm -hmm. regardless of you are blood related or your friends or your acquaintances or you just you just know them you know it i remember when we were freshmen in high school someone got hit by a car and died i had no i didn't know who he was he was my age though and it still rocked me you know like i had no idea who he was but just the thought of someone that relatively close like you don't think this stuff happens you mm-hmm. know around your two people that you know and it's it's gnarly
2: yeah i think listening back to like her speaking and her story it was crazy because the way that she told it and like all the details and just like it was so realistic and made death like real yeah you know how I mean? she
1: sure remember and she made it seem yeah. like it just happened yeah totally
2: yeah. and just was like really crazy because i feel like sometimes when you talk about death even when you're just like talking about it to someone it's not necessarily like the feeling of realness isn't within the conversation if that makes sense but like with her was like very much present
1: yeah that's
2: it's powerful
1: (laughs) no but it is it it's you're right, like, because so, sometimes when I do talk about, uh, like, about my dad, sometimes, like, you're, uh, I can't think of the words exactly, but sometimes it is very much I'm just talking about it. Yeah. And it seems distant, but then sometimes it's like, oh, ow, it yeah. hurts, and it stings, and it's right there, it's right in front of my yeah, face. Yeah, totally. Um,
2: so how are you doing?
1: I am okay right now i feel like i'll never be able to say i'm good i don't know or That's at least fine or at least i don't know if i'll ever be like
2: yeah i'm good Will you always will you ever be like i'm really bad totally okay
1: well once more people die or once well, i'm sad <laughs> yeah oh
2: well, another thing that i just thought of is like it is so crazy how like i mean when you talk to someone and you're like so who died and that like immediately just throws them off guard and like stings them right off the bat. And we kind of talked about that last time, how like you saying that you felt uncomfortable and like, it felt weird for you. So like, how was it doing? How was it asking that question this time
1: to Jackie? It was, you know, people come in here knowing what it is they're about to talk about. Right. And, but I think that just direct like who died.
2: But how is it for you?
1: It was okay. I I don't. I'm not associating with the words "who died" back to me. It really is hit or miss. Like the way I could say is like, it really is. Who? who, Situational, like. I could say "who died" a hundred times, and maybe time number seventy-eight is when it gets me. You know what I mean? It's just yeah, like in the like moment. But like the
2: last time it got you, and this time it's like not so much.
1: Yeah, not so much. I don't know why. Yeah. It just depends. But like I said, when she talked about when she was in the hospital, like that. Got yeah,
2: me. totally. Because you can kind of just like picture everything. Yeah. Back again. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy.
1: But I'm doing okay. You know I feel a little overwhelmed with what's going on in the world and Mm -hmm. with that comes i've always been a worrier but the fear of losing my grandma my grandpa my mom like yeah three people that mean a lot to me and you know for what's going on it's very dangerous for them to be around and inside and outside um and so that's just a little overwhelming but there is this like sad truth and it's just I don't have to worry about my dad yeah. anymore. Like there's like this feeling of relief. Yeah. You we-
2: tend to refer to that a lot. Yeah. Why do you think that is?
1: Because I worry a lot about people I care about. Yeah. And it's. I feel like it's kind of like my healing where it's like that has been laid to rest, no pun intended, but like the <laughs> the idea of like, as sad and awful as him dying is, is I don't have to worry anymore. I don't have to call and check in and make sure he's okay. And yeah, n- you know everything in his world is fine, and he, you know, his medication's okay, his memory's okay. You know what I mean? Like it, it's just I don't have to stress. And and to me, there's some beauty in that.
2: Yeah, it's freeing in a way.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Love you. Love you. Bye.
2: Bye.